The NBA season is heating up and Kevin O'Connor and Chris Vernon have got you covered on The Mismatch. They discuss all the news, the trends, and transactions happening around the league. They also offer their on-court analysis and occasionally get into heated debates. Check out The Mismatch on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. All right, Thursday edition sports cards nonsense. I can already tell you the flow is going to be miserable because we did that recorded interview thing and made it sound like we just started the show now. And even though it's ironic is not the problem. The production job is fantastic. But we've already been talking. Now I'm supposed to act like I just saw you. How are you today, Jesse? Here's the thing. I don't think we need to say, you're always breaking that fourth wall. And there's nothing wrong with that. I like to be authentic. But sometimes we just go into it and we don't tell the audience every detail. Do you want me to start talking about complacency again? Do you Uh, think it's possible to not say things? Is that a... So quick review today. I actually had a cool, we had a change of plan. Simmons was going to join us. And then AJ Dillon at the last minute got back to us and he could come on only today. We have 23-year-olds leveraging us for space. No, he was actually, it was actually pretty cool. So we already did the interview. We're going to plug it in at the back of the he episode. He was here promoting whatnot, so that's good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Speaking of which, this Eric dude from Lupe, but Loop, Lupe, L-O-O-P. I know it's spelt like jeweler's loop. I don't need, just. Loopy, maybe. Yeah, Loopy. So AJ Dillon, AJ the sauce Dillon, he's huge on social media. The running back for the Green Bay Packers. To me, he is the biggest name of athletes in the card world. He breaks, he collects, oh, actually yeah. showed us some pretty cool stuff. So he joined us at the end of the episode. Make sure you stick around for that. Obviously, we're going to talk about our favorite our favorite J guy, Janice. Janice! The, the J-man. <laughs> Little NBA finals talk. We got some, uh, some updated pricing to the whole PSA, BGS, SGC price comparison. We have not revisited that in a couple months since we've been promoting SGC. We're going to hit that today. Indy did a bunch of nice work on us uh, for us on that. And then uh, Tom Brokaw is going to stop by. And like I told you, I don't know how much time I'll have left for the rest of that crap. So we'll get into that first. Uh, Well, in that case, you know what time it is. Big picture. Straight cash. Oh, wait. (laughs) We need to do. We don't have a straight cash homie this week. And we need to go ahead and do one because obviously there are people out there not on purpose. Slap suck. They're not purposely taking it, but obviously it just needs to be known where Straight Cash Homie belongs in this day and age. Not Randy Moss, not other podcasts, but here on the Ringer Sports Cards Network. Podcast Network. I don't. (laughs) It's good, though. 
Big picture. All Big right, so picture. Let's, let's talk Giannis. I think it's been very evident to all of us. Giannis is now the second greatest power forward of all time. The greatest basketball player who's ever touched a basketball. He's unbelievable. And that's that. There's nothing else we have to say because that's what everyone is saying. Huge market implications. I, I was happy to see this. This to me is a sign, as we've kind of been talking about, I really feel like we're finally hitting the floor of things. I would like to go ahead and say that was sarcasm. I feel I feel like there's a lot of people out there who couldn't read the room on that one because we did it so well. That was sarcastic. Did that need to be said? So I, think I so. do. I think it's nice to see traditional positive markers have a huge effect today. In the past, somebody wins a championship, massive bump. But in the past, too, it's been true of the card market. Hall of Fame inductions, we would have seen a big spike in price. We did not see that with Kobe Garnett and Tim Duncan earlier this year. We also didn't see that same weekend when Weber, uh, Bosch, and Paul Pierce, I think those three got in. We saw no movement of price there either. So it's like, well, what are the traditional markers just, are they meaningless now? Has the market changed that much? Is that how strong this dip is? Well, Giannis stuff is on fire. Absolutely fire right now. Um, you have some some actual statistical breakdowns. I will say it's already starting to come down a little bit, which is, I mean, everyone says when they hit, you sell right away. You don't wait around because the finals, yes, they he took a huge jump. He was selling, again, we're talking about 2013 Panini Prism. This is card 290 PSA, PSA 10. 10. So, so remember, before you do this, we had tracked these back in the day. They got as low as 15 with, with Chris Paul. Uh, before the series, all, when they hit broke 2000, it was a big deal. What are we talking now? So as of today, they are now selling for about 2,500. Okay. And they had peaked out at what? Three? They had gone up to three. Um, and even though they are selling for 2,500, there was a couple that have sold for like 2,400. So um, yes, they have definitely spiked. I don't know if we're going to see much more than 2,500 at this point. It may be coming down a little. Do you have any other examples of Giannis cards by chance? So other cards specific, like his hoops card? Giannis rookies. Yeah, I asked that because Prism, it's like, hey, the first few sell, but there's, you know, people start to understand with Prism, hey, there's a lot of them. I don't want to buy into the initial just crazy spike. I'll wait till 24, 2,500. What about some other... Uh, so, cards for him. 2013 Hoops Giannis, PSA 10, card 275. It is also up. So this one, just as a, a reference, it was selling for as low as like 426. This is the card I bought in Wisconsin for 600, by the way. It was 700. I bought it for six. Yeah, it was down to low fours. Where, where are we at now? How much did you buy it for again? I got in that package, so like 550 to six I paid, which was at the time was a little bit under market. Am I in the black? I got good news. You could sell that card for like an $11 profit right now. Hey, now. Not too shabby. What's the tone about that? Are you snickering I, at $11? No, 11 I, do you know how much food I could get at Taco Bell for $11? Please. I could take your crypto advice that you tried to dump on me the other day and lose it like $11,000. So. Okay. Well, if it continues to go up, then yeah, I was wrong. But you could be... Uh... Oh, I thought we were having fun bantering. I'm sorry. I apologize I'm just to the saying. audience. I'm Jesse's just in saying. A, Jesse's you're... in a mood today, so not a big deal. No, don't you dare... I was, told to dump, I was told to dump it because it's just tanking. It's over 2,000 bucks. Because you are going to continue to hold it no matter what, even if it goes down to 1,000. Correct. You can't win on the short-term buy-sell. It doesn't work. Doesn't work. It doesn't matter. Okay. We're in wrong place, wrong time. Bottom line is, actually, the Giannis, that was yesterday's sales. That card actually just sold today Hoops for 700 Yeah. Okay, that's a $100 profit, Padre. Not 11 Now we're talking. 
Well, that's why I corrected it. So you're welcome. I just want to, you know, sometimes I want to punch you right in the mouth. Let's take a quick break. You know, I want to talk about the value and entertainment that Jesse adds to the show. I, why? Some people feel maybe he's not the, I think who's, he's the greatest. Who's some people? <laughs> why would you There's say that? There's not some. All right. Here we You're go. You're a so, mean person. So with Giannis, I think we've seen the settling. And I think what we're going to have now is that 24-ish mark on uh, Prism, probably kind of the new floor. Uh, I think we're going to see that with the Hoops rookie. And I think we're going to kind of see that stabilizing. The first few sales, super high, awesome. If you can sell then, fantastic. Like we've been saying, though, lately, if you're a collector of Giannis, I'm not selling Giannis rookies at all if I'm a collector. I don't think they're ever going to really come down enough where there's an opportunity and they're readily available to buy back in. I made that mistake with my Brady stuff back in the day. I'm going to sell it because I'm going to buy back in cheaper in the future. And it's just never happened. I feel like Giannis is on that level. Um also, on a personal note, I just think he might be the most likable superstar in the league right now. I mean, the dude doesn't complain. He doesn't flop. He plays unbelievably hard at both ends of the floor. I just, I, I, I like the guy. I found myself rooting for the Bucs. I think you were... Really? Did you... you I was root? definitely rooting for the Bucs. Um, but sure. I... Honestly, it's it's not even because of that. I heard, like, there was this... Uh, story that he was like really poor he was like sending a lot of money back home like back to greece um, yeah yeah and like I, he had to like at one point he was like running to one of his games like he was going to be late to because he couldn't like he lost his wallet or he didn't have any money i i don't know this like real heartfelt story and i was like wait this guy's like actually like a really nice guy like the people who ended up giving him a ride he got him like tickets to come into the show or get into the game to watch i don't know he just seems like a genuinely good person yeah, and I just I find myself rooting for his game on the court. Not to mention his free throw shooting was unbelievable in Game Six, which he has been pretty subpar with. So, um, so yeah, my my thought with Giannis stuff: if you want to hold it long term, I don't think you ever sell it. Like I would never try to capitalize short term on it because I don't think you'll find it. If you are looking for the short term gain, I still think now is the time. Um, I would I would sell it right now. I think it's pretty good. Um, I, I am still hopeful by the time the off season comes around, or the next by the time the next season picks up. The market's going to be in a much better place, and we'll see a price bump. So if you want to sell now, I'm fine with that. If you want to sell it, you know, kind of as the hype of the season beginning in a few months, uh, if you want to wait for that, I think you can make money then. And if you want to just hold it long term, I don't think there's a wrong play, literally, with Giannis. The only thing I would not do is buy now with hopes of, hey, I'm going to flip this somehow in the next, you know, few months. If you're buying now, it has to be long term. So. Okay. Yeah, I would. I was going to say, I don't know how you could flip a card at this point for him. Yeah, no. No one's buying that to flip. Right. Yeah. I, I'm okay. with you. Okay. Chris Middleton, any info on him or Drew Holiday? Um, yeah. So Chris Middleton, he went up, he's gone up a little, but not, not as drastic as a jump. So um, what were you we saying? So back on the 16th, his card was on again. This is 2012 Prism uh PSA 10. So a week ago, it's selling for about 240. It had a nice little jump after they won one of their games, went up to 300. And at this point, as of yesterday, it was selling for like three fifty, just about. Oh wow! See, there's a guy I was wrong with. I thought I just thought after that series against Brooklyn, when his stuff started to spike, when they got the they actually clinched to go to the finals, he was at about three hundred bucks. I thought it was a time to sell him, but if he's doing three fifty now, that's pretty strong. Let me see if there's any sales today. Yes, no, no sales today on it. So yeah, um, I I would have thought like there had been a little bit of a bump, but then when I looked at the like game stats. He really, I mean, his last... Very quiet. He, yeah, it wasn't really much going on. Same with Drew Holiday, though. Like, if we cut over to him, there's... Here's here's what we can say about Drew Almost Holiday. Almost no movement, right? There there aren't a lot of cards out there of him being bought and sold anyway, but the ones that are, 
really very cheap. Not even enough to really gauge if they went up or down. Yeah, you can still actively find on eBay rookie jersey autos from 2009, right? The Curry uh, 2009, year? yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. Curry Harden. Uh, you can still find those for like 40 and 50 bucks, and some even cheaper than that. So the the reason I had Jesse bring up Drew as well is it does prove another point. Sometimes there's this myth that, hey, everybody, you know, when they win a championship, things just that team, it really shows you it's the one and two guy, and that's it. You know, Giannis, big jump. Middleton, solid jump. Aside from that, and with Middleton, I would say as well, I don't think there's any reason, if you're looking to get into Middleton, I would just wait. I mean, Giannis is going to come down a tiny bit from where he's at right now. Middleton's going to come down strong because he's not that one, he's not that superstar type player. So I would hold off on him. If you're selling, though, I would absolutely sell Middleton. If you are planning on selling at any time in the next calendar year, there is no reason to not have that card sold right now. If you want to buy in, same thing. Wait a little bit, I would buy into Middleton. Drew Holiday, if you want to keep it, fantastic. If you want to buy him now, I think the point is he's on a championship team. He was the third you know, most valuable player on that team, no question. His defense was unbelievable. You can almost argue he was as valuable as Middleton. Still really no reason. There's not like people flooding to the market to find him. So we talked about the winners. What about the losers? Are we? Do we have any buying opportunities, do you think? I've got Chris Paul and Devin Booker's numbers up. Um, Chris Paul, he's dropped... Uh, I mean, here's the thing. When was the game? When was the final game? That was on the 20th, Tuesday? Correct. So his, I mean, it looks like everyone's holding at this point because there haven't been really any of his cards sold. Um, On the 18th, it had already dropped 10% from, I guess, the day before it. So he was, he had a peak back two weeks ago. It was selling for almost $1,900. It's down a little under $900. You're talking about PSA 10 Topps Chrome rookie, correct? Sorry, yeah. 2005 Topps Chrome card 168 PSA 10. So yeah, do you think this is a buy or no? I am buying that if I'm a Chris Paul fan, if I'm holding it, if I just want, if I'm if I'm into collecting Hall of Fame guys, sure. But I'm not buying that with a sense, hey, I think this is really going to jump. I, I think there's almost this realization now, like, hey, lightning in a bottle this year. This was your chance to win that first ring, which is massive. And and I don't take I, I don't I hate the injury thing like oh you know you got there because Brooklyn wasn't healthy for Giannis and but for Chris Paul I mean legitimately you AD didn't play if AD and LeBron are healthy in that Lakers team I think the Lakers beat them in the first round of the playoffs Jamal Murray on a healthy Nuggets team I think beat the Suns in the playoffs a healthy Kawhi I think beat the Suns that's not his fault he played unbelievable this year first ballot Hall of Famer you know top five six wherever you want to put him uh, point guard. But in terms of hobby value, I just don't know what the next marker is for him, aside from retirement, Hall of Fame. So he's a buy if you want to buy him now. I think it's a safe buy. I just wouldn't expect there to be dramatic increases. Really, I, I don't know that we see him on the stage again ever. I will say this. As far as this specific card goes. You have taken goes, that phrase, by the way. I will say I, this. It's mine now. I will say it right now that the value of his card over the last two years, at the point it's at now, is actually on the lower average so like if you were to average out the price pre-covid yeah like so pre-covid can you go back two years on cards actually no it's not below pre-covid but it is let's say we go back to this goes back to september 2019 granted his card wasn't doing great in so two years ago almost call it two years ago what was that card doing then that card it was way below way lower than that so fifty dollars a PSA 10? PSA 10 in multiple sales of it. The September to December is doing 50 to $60. So that's what I mean. You're still talking 20X right now. 
And it then jumped significantly to in June of the year to $500. By August of that of last year, it was selling for $1,600. Yeah, so, stuff got crazy then. But even when it came back down from there, the low point was like 800 bucks. And this is it's currently selling for 890 something. So I'm just saying. So, so not a bad buy-in if you're. It is on the lower side as right. of the average. Yeah. But if I'm buying that, it's because I'm either a Chris Paul fan you know, some guys, I know multiple guys who do this. I want a rookie of every Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Fine. Uh, but I don't think there's a reason to buy that with the thought of next year we'll see it. So I would just be cautious. What about Devin Booker real quick? Then we'll jump to our other so stuff. So Devin Booker's down to, and we're looking at 2015 PSA 10 Prism. What's the pop on that? Uh, 1500 Yeah. Yeah. See, we talk about Prism now being crazy overproduced, really busy, you know, whatever, because Luca has 20,000, Zion has 20,000. Booker, we're talking 1500 and there's not just a stack of these at PSA. I mean, w- so that card had gotten, what was this, the recent spike? Like 11, 12? Uh, no, uh, yeah, yeah, 1150 is okay. what it spiked up to. And that was like two weeks ago. And the news um, of, now hang on, here's another weird thing about this. I bought two of those cards for $1,500 for the pair the week before the Chris Paul trade happened. And I sold them for 1200 each. Abs- oh. oh, I sold one for twelve hundred. I held the other one and sold it low at like seven or eight hundred. When was this? Oh, before the season. Before the season, sir. Yeah, okay. whenever the Chris Paul trade happens. So maybe we'll see a little pop up box from Ronick. I don't know. Yeah. So what's it at now then? <laughs> uh as of today, or I should say yesterday, seven hundred seven fifty. Yeah. See, to me that again, you're talking like COVID-ish low. I I would be very curious though to see with Devin Booker Prism, what does it do in the offseason? I will say this. You took it again. One point. There was one point during the last uh, year that it was below this. Only one point, and it it was a brief dip, and it jumped right back up. August of last year was when he took off, and then he hasn't come back down since then. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were going to say dip. Yeah. So Booker, I think he is. He's right in that discussion now of top ten. A couple of ESPN guys just released their top ten, top twelve. He wasn't in it. He's right. He's right there though. I mean, he's unbelievable. I think you just wait in the offseason. You know, again, if you want to buy into Booker, you're buying in high. I have no problem with you buying in to PC the guy. He's a lot of fans. Again, likable player. Just wait till the offseason. See what he does. So, cool. All right, cool. Let's, hit the, let's hit the indie report, which I'll be honest with you. I didn't even open because I figured, you know what? This is Jesse's time to shine, and I'll just blind react to it. That's what we call show prep by no prep. That's what that's called. Coin it. Uh, addition, addition by subtraction is the other problem. This interview that happened first, I was slamming this monster. And now, yeah, no one, no one wants to be on the other end of a finished monster. It's okay to while you're drinking it. I was gonna bring my dog Brady up and dress him in the Brady autographed helmet and autographed jersey and just hold it up for AJ. Oh like, my! You remember, remember this guy handled you in the playoffs? <laughs> just God. kidding. I would never just say that. AJ. Um. So. We've got a number of uh, football, baseball cards, um, and a couple basketball cards, too. So, again, we did this a few months ago. Um, we're basically trying to show the diff- some price comparisons between PSA, BGS, which is Beckett, and SGC. Are you looking for, do you, are you, what are your expectations going into this report? What do you think? I'd like to see a little bit of positive growth by SGC. They're certainly hitting the market better. They are the only viable grading option. You can still grade for 25 bucks with Nash cards. Um, check out their website. That's who I use. I mean, you get them back in three weeks. Not to mention, here's the other thing, because I know some of our listeners haven't heard this. They graded a million-dollar LeBron that sold. They have a $6 million Babe Ruth. The Honus Wagner SGC3 is going up for auction at a smaller auction house. I just saw the story. I think it starts in August. 
They're expecting that, or there's at least some talk that may be the highest actual sale of a card over six million by the time when it goes over, even for a three. Wow. Yeah, but that wagon. So I my know the point, Wagner's. Yeah. So my point in saying all that is, you know, people try. This is one of the most trusted brands in grading. The ultra modern hasn't caught on as much because I don't think a lot of people knew about them first of all. And now they're kind of producing again. So I'm a big proponent of SGC. If you have cheaper cards, that's the only place you can send them. I'm not spending 200 bucks at PSA. I will say that in my, just as a brief review before we go over it, is that it looks like for more modern stuff, you're seeing SGC value more closely to PSA, in some cases even a little higher. Um, Which but, is not the norm, though. Just I don't want to come yes. across totally. No, no, no. But there, there's only really one example of that. So we'll touch on it. Um, let's start with football. First card we have is a 2019 Kyler Murray Prism. Um, we're in, just so everybody knows, this is a PSA 10 graded against a SGC 10 graded against a BGS 9.5. Mike, can you tell them why it's a 9.5? Yeah, so Beckett Gem Mint is 9.5. With PSA and SGC, a Gem Mint is a 10. So those are the comparable... Uh, card conditions, you would say. That's what th those are what the comparables are across the three companies. So 10, 10, Beckett's 9.5. PSA 10 for this card, $360. Okay. SGC 10, $250. And okay. BGS 9.5 to 35. So really what I want to see is SGC solidify themselves as the number two. You're not catching PSA and resale overall. Now, guys would hear that. So what's the price difference? I missed it. Was it 90 bucks between SGC and PSA? Uh, 110. Okay. So guys would hear that. Be like, man, $110 more though, PSA 10. Yep. The only grading option right now with PSA is $200. You can grade that card for $25 with SGC. So $200 to $25 is $175 difference. I have my big calculator here. I'm ready. 110 off 175. You would make $65 more as an SGC with this card. SGC 10 and PSA 10, by the way, condition-wise are very comparable. SGC grades difficult. They do. They're strict with their grading, but they're very consistent. So to me, and Beckett, I mean, Beckett costs a ton of money as well. I think the lowest card is at least 100. You're going to, you're upside down if you use Beckett. So in that scenario, not that the, and again, people are going to take this out of context. I want to say this very clearly. I am, this is only one example too, but I like this example because this is the most, for the most part, what we're going to see. The PSA 10 is outselling it. But now we take into account the cost of grading and you would be more profitable at the SGC thing and the time. So that's really my point here. So in that case, SGC is the best scenario. PSA, I mean, yeah, PSA would be number two there. And Beckett, I, I, you know, not a lot of use for him. Next. Uh, so this one's a little bit closer. We got 2017 Patrick Mahomes optic base rookie. Again, okay. all the same gradings as we discussed. Current value for a PSA 10, 1625. Those are way down. Okay. 16,000. Yep. Wow. I'm, I'm ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. okay. What's SGC? 1,400. Multiple sales, by the way, or are we talking one sale? Dude, I don't know. Indy did the report. Okay. I need I, that I information next time. I'll, I'll pull it up. What's, what's the BGS 9.5? $925. I'm telling you, BGS is falling out of it. I've been saying this for a while. I just, I don't, I don't use Beckett for anything. The return times are brutal right now. You know, I, I just don't, I don't have a big use for him. I really don't. Um, I think in general, though, like to me, if I had this card, I'm sending, the, I would spend the 200 on that card to send a PSA. I think in general, if you have multiple sales of the SGC 10, I'd be surprised. Now, if there were multiple sales at that level, you said, what, 1625 to 1400? 
it's a wash, right? Because you take into account the cost of grading, it's a wash. If it's a wash on a big card like that, though, I would still give the nod to PSA because I think a PSA card is easier to sell. Right now, at least. So, yeah, in that case, again, in that case, no problem. Send that big card to PSA. Absolutely fine with that. I don't hate the SGC play, though. If you think, hey, SGC is on the rise, or we're going to see those levels close the gap a little bit more, or you know, the other thing no one ever takes into account, some guys who had a Patrick Mahomes four years ago when it was 20 bucks, maybe they don't have $200 to spend to grade it. So again, a lot of this takes into account you know, circumstance. However, the majority of people with this card in their collection, if it's not graded, probably have the 200 bucks to spend. I have no problem going to PSA or SGC in that regard, depending on your circumstance. No use for Beckett, by the way. Again, none. Um, so to clarify, this SGC is 1400 There was no other SGC 10 that I could find in the last two months. There was one back in May, but it was... You know, it's a while ago. It was 1100 back then. So obviously it's jumped since then, but... Do you have any SGC 9.5 just out of curiosity? Could you toss that in real fast? No, let me just see. Jesse is just work. I tell you, the flexibility of the man. For a big fella, flexible <laughs> as it gets. Uh, Look at the more. range on Jesse. Oh, it's a steeper drop. Uh, and this sold two days ago. Uh, 6.47. Okay. Yeah, so half of what... Which... I, that's probably what it should be. I mean, a PSA 9 to a PSA 10, you're looking at over two times the value. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there was What's, one that sold for 700 a couple weeks before can that. Can you do though. one more thing on the fly then? A PSA 9 of that card? PSA 9? I think a PSA 9. I'm curious because I, I really want to see SGC 9.5 and PSA 9. Oh, Those you're going to be happy. Sold today, today, 694. Yeah, see... I mean, that's very And no one ever wants to talk about this either. Like, yeah, but if it doesn't come back at SGC 10, what if it doesn't come back at PSA 10? Then you've just spent 200 bucks and you did that. I I still, though, I'm trying to remain unbiased. I have no problem with that card either. The only problem I have is going with one of the other companies aside from PSA or SGC. You know what's interesting? That card actually sold for $600 like three days ago. Well, that is For a PSA 9. I'm just saying that's a big drop. What else you got? Uh, so next guy, we got Josh Allen. Josh Allen is another one of these. It's a pretty big difference. Um, PSA 10, uh, specifically the 2018 prism, um, $825 for the PSA 10, $425 for the SGC 10 and $450 for the BGS 95. Yep. So no question that card's got to go to PSA, right? $400 on the line. What's a PSA 9 do? I know he doesn't have it on there, but but in that scenario, right? No question. You send that to PSA. I mean, that's one of those examples right there. I, I'm curious when the last SGC 10 actually sold. Because again, we're talking about a company that's just starting to really take off. They're starting to see huge increases in number. But in that scenario, no problem. That, that's a card to me that goes to PSA for 200 bucks. Depending on the 9, is the PSA 9 less than the 10, the SGC 10? I hope it's like 2018 Panini Prism PSA 9, just uh, 225. Interesting. Okay. So about half so, of what the so, 10 is. For so the that's a card I look at too and say, is the SGC 10 more likely to rise or am I more likely to get a PSA 9? In which case, you get a PSA 9 on that card, you've just eaten up your entire profit. Now, people are going to hear this and go, oh, well, he's just saying SGC because he's, you know, they promote us on our socials. And that's true. Very transparent. I don't care. That's a card, honestly. If you want, if you think it looks absolutely pristine and you have an eye for grading, 
send it to PSA for 200 bucks. If you are fairly new, though, and you don't really know the indicators to look for, I just think it's safer to send it to SGC. You're saving $175 on the front end. If that card doesn't PSA 10, you're sunk. Well, especially, like, here's the thing. Worst case scenario is you could have gotten a PSA 10 versus you got an SGC 10. However, what we're seeing is the SGC grade trend upward as far as value-wise. So it's not to say that you couldn't eventually see that gap close. Yeah, because here's the other thing. Say, for example, you sent it to SGC. It came back an SGC 10. Take that card, and if the card at that point isn't selling for six fifty ish, hasn't really closed the gap, cool. Then spend the two hundred bucks and send it to PSA, and it should PSA ten. SGC grades very difficult. I would just crack the card and sub to PSA at that point. Yeah, because how much is it to grade per card for SGC? Oh, twenty five. Twenty five bucks. Yeah, you're yeah. only out twenty five bucks. Not, that's not bad. But but at that point too, if it comes back and SGC nine five, you say, well, I know I'm not getting a ten. There's no chance to you know, no reason to mess around with PSA. I lean on that case. Mahomes on PSA on that card, I would I, I think on that card I would give the nod to SGC overall. But I don't have an issue with PSA either. If you if you think it's gonna 10, sure. Again, Beckett, no. <laughs> I'm not sending it there. So sorry, Beckett. Um, I'm, not, I'm not. Give me let, let's do baseball. like any baseball. Yeah, give me a couple of baseball. I don't want to kill too much. Tatis, time. 2019, Tatis, um, PSA 10 selling for 260. What SGC, is the card? I'm sorry. 2019. Brand. Uh this is Tops Chrome. You put it on there. Tops Chrome. Yep. Okay. Uh this is $260 for the PSA. PSA t- okay. SGC is 175, BGS 200. Yeah. So you can't send that to PSA, right? For $200, best case you've made 75 bucks. You can't send it there. Now, this is another um, example. PSA outsells it, but it is not a viable option for $200. And Beckett, for the same price as SGC or a little bit more, what's the? why would you do it? I, it just doesn't... Yeah, I think no. that one's pretty straightforward. And I told him not to... Cher- he actually did a good job. I told him I don't want like cherry-picked examples because if you gave me like five examples where the SGC 10 is outselling the PSA, I'd call it a fluke. It should not do it. That is not the point of this segment. The point is value of the grade time getting that's more of the overall points so i actually like these examples i don't like to compliment people but i think you did a good job <laughs> indy well done indy you're doing it oh 2018 tops chrome refractor otani card um psa 10 basically right about a thousand dollars uh that's SGC, it see yeah a thousand what card is that is what tops got. chrome tops chrome yep okay um the SGC 10, $640. BGS 95, 635. It's okay. So BGS is out automatically. You're going to wait longer and pay more than SGC. Yeah. So that's a card at a thousand bucks. Do you take the shot? See, and some of these too, I almost think for 25 bucks, I would send it to SGC first. Does SGC 10 come back and close the gap? You know it's a 10, which means it's pretty likely PSA would grade it a 10. So one of two things you send it to PSA after you send it to SGC. Okay, you're out $32 with shipping, but you know the condition of the card. Or do we continue to see the SGC trend up where the gap is closer and it doesn't make sense? So I almost have no issue with PSA or SGC there again. Yeah, very close. Despite it being almost a $400 difference in price. I think that's where the, the gap makes sense to, to grade both. 2020 Topps Chrome Bobachette. What else does he have? I, I want. I only want one more card. So what else you got? Okay, so let's go to uh, basketball. Yeah, because he doesn't. Does he have Vlad on there by chance? Any other baseball? Nope. Okay, who's he got for basketball? Give me the names. Uh, we got Donovan Mitchell, Luca, and uh, Giannis. 
Oh, let's go Giannis. And I'll say this up front. Okay. I think basketball is the slowest in terms of SGC right now. We've seen it in football and baseball. They've gained some distance. But man, football seems like it's slow. Uh, excuse me. Basketball seems like it's slow. Well, the only card that SGC had the highest value on was the Donovan, or I'm sorry, the the Zion. Did I say Donovan Mitchell? Uh, you said I meant a lot Zion of things. Williams. Yeah, oh, Zion. give me Zion. Give me Zion then. Okay. So Zion, is the 2019 Prism Zion green card specifically. I wonder why you did the green oh, card. Oh, yeah, never mind. I don't yeah. want Because that's a weird card. Yeah. What is the, what was the last one you said? Luca? No, Giannis, uh, Giannis, Giannis, Giannis. So this is the, the hoops. Oh, the card we just talked about. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he's doing the hoops gold. Yeah, see, I don't love, what's the SGC just out of curiosity? SGC's 900. Okay, so it's actually, let me just tell you right now. Basketball, advantage PSA on that. When the price difference is that good. I didn't want an outlier where SGC was really high off one sale. It's not. What you just said, I think basketball, the gap has been the slowest to close for SGC. So with big basketball, I think raw cards, $600 and up, that are worth 600 raw or, or more, I would still in basketball, almost across the board, send a PSA. I would say this then. The Luke is probably the only one that would really apply in all these because it's not. this is just like a base card for the 2018 Prism. It's his PSA 10 is 770 and his SGC 10 is 500. His BGS is 505. Yeah, but even that, I'll be honest, Lucas stuff has come down. A lot of them are on Facebook now for 7725 for PSAs. I, I don't know that it makes a ton of sense. To, that's a toss up to me. SGC or PSA on that, I'm fine. Well, I, I, it sounds like you're breaking even either way. I mean, because. So I want the card back fast for 25 bucks. I don't want to wait, you know, weeks and get it back for $200. Yeah. So, yeah, point being, Resale, let me be very clear. PSA is the absolute king in terms of highest resale value. There's no argument. Anybody who says anything different, by the way, is a moron. No question. But then you have to really start to break down. How much money do you have? Do you have Do you have the $200 per card to send a PSA? Does it make sense? That is my, that's really where the argument is. And I think it's becoming more and more clear that by the end of the year, I do, I think SGC is going to be the number two. Overall, I just think they're going to pass back it. They're more accessible. They're really making a big push with marketing, which I like to see. The one thing that makes me nervous, so I've been on some other live things, some interviews lately. PSA is setting up at the National. BGS is setting up at the National, and they're slabbing. SGC has not announced either way. I hate the fact that I, I was a loyal PSA customer for years. I think I still have cards at BGS, as a matter of fact. Wait times are absolutely brutal, right? They're raising their price but I can go to National and, and get cards back the same day or in two or three days with either one of those companies. Now, it makes sense to me in a business standpoint, right? Hey, we're going to be there. We have exposure. That's cool. I've been using you for years. I've been waiting months to get my stuff back, and it's going to slow down when I get my stuff back because you're putting a bunch of your operation in Chicago to appease a few hundred people. I, I don't think this is a popular take, but I absolutely hate the fact that they are setting up there. I hope SGC hears this too, because let me just say this. We are paid by SGC on our other channels. If I find out that SGC is slabbing cards there as well, and it's going to affect return times, I'm going to blast you again. I, I Take care of your customers. So if PSA, you know what I would love to see? PSA, go to Nationals, have a huge booth, roll out gentlemen. Show us how you're using that technology. Talk about some of your acquisitions, you know, customer relations. I would love that. But the fact that you're going there to slab cards... I, it just irritates. In the same with Beckett, it irritates me. And I'm going to be consistent with this. If I see SGC doing this, it's going to irritate me as well. Peter's going to be on stage with us on that Friday, by the way. 
And that's going to be my first question. How do you justify putting these people ahead of the other customers you already have? So I really hope they come out with something that says they're not doing it, because otherwise it's going to be one of those where I get angry, you get awkward, and he's not going to know what to do. So Here's the thing. I, I would take the other side of that point of who says that it's affecting the other customers. Maybe they've got the... How does it not? Because they already they don't have a weight, right? They they said that they still have capacity for oh, more SGC. cards. Yeah. Yeah, but then what about a month down the road if they get behind? Yeah, but what I, if I just, what if it rains sugar canes and candy balls? So so hey, in a perfect world, I just hope SGC says, hey, we're not coming out. And I actually haven't been told specifically. I think they said they're going to announce it soon. I just I hope for the unity of our show, our friendship is just getting back on path. I hope they don't set up. So SGC, if you're listening, don't set up. Set up. Be up there. Promote your brand. I want you visible. I, no problem. Please don't slap cards in Chicago. Disagree. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, fine, I'll smash the machine. I don't care. I'll take the Griffey <laughs> bat behind me and break every machine in there. Here's what you're not thinking of either is PSA, PSA says that they they plan to get these cards back. What is there a limit as to how many each person can put up there for grading? I, I don't know, but I can tell you how it's gone every other year. Within like the first hour, they're like, we're done for the day. Like there, there is a line, because especially where I used to set up in the Briggs Pavilion, just a line all the way around. It was brutal. Okay, so, so there is like some kind of cap. They're not there just going to- There is. I just don't know how heavily it's regulated. Straight facts, homie. There you go. That one wasn't very What do you got? You've been on fire today. Don't sell yourself short. I have got- a few things. First off, um, one interesting point that just came out earlier, a couple hours ago. So Panini reached some deal with one team partners, basically landing the ability to include college athlete uh, cards for f current players. Yeah, this goes I'm back to that deal with co college athletes, right? Yeah, yeah, because I said college athletes. Did you hear no, that No, I mean that the fact that <laughs> this is the first year they will own their likeness and they can actually kind of go on yes. brand and make money. Yes. Interesting. Um, okay. I, I'm curious. Someone, uh, I saw a comment somewhere that said, does this mean that we have new rookie cards for these players? Um, I don't think that would necessarily be the case. But Wouldn't be rookie. It is interesting. I'm glad to see Panini do it because my thought all along was, man, we're going to see offshoot companies come out with like crap brands and just different guys for a couple... At least if Panini does it, there's some, you know, I, I it's a company I actually kind of trust. So, oh, that's interesting. So that's like, I wonder your, if it'll be like college team sets or just like individual athletes who have signed or what it'll be. Yeah, it hasn't gone into the specifics as to how they're going to do it, but it just specifically that they have the rights to it. So. I want a card in Tops, by the way. Tops has like Allen and Ginter. They have like a bunch of like influencers and personalities. I swear, if you get a card and I don't, I'm going to flip Well, out. Nate Burns got one a couple years ago in Allen and Ginter, which was awesome. I, I, I want one of those. So just throwing it out there. Ronick, make that happen. Thank you. Ronick, um, next up. Okay, so for the guys who aren't as no, uh, knowledgeable of what goes on behind the scenes with breaking, uh, Southern Hobby is one of the biggest, or is the biggest distributor of hobby boxes uh, in the US. That's what this is. I think it's of gaming. And the hob on the sports side, they're not as big as GTS or Peach State. But on the gaming side, they are. Maybe that's what they meant. Because it, it did say largest, but maybe it just meant in the gaming altogether. Because they do Yu-Gi-Oh! And yeah, they do Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! All that other stuff, too. What, so, was, what is it called? Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, my I, I am Geo. Nerd. Yes. Are you Geo? I mean, <laughs> is that a name? Was that a thing? Guys, educate the fool. I can't do this by myself. Come on. Yes, Yu-Gi-Oh! is a thing. My dad is Geo. You know I, him. You've met him. Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> 
You, Jesse. I don't know how long we can keep this joke running. <laughs> I, I got another 25 minutes. Go. I'd have to be on bills for 58 minutes. I'm ready. Um, so they got sold. So right? they, they got, got sold. Out. They got bought out by um, another company, uh, Entrust Global Group, which the only real point of fact here is that Entrust also owns, owns Beckett, which I saw that. It's kind of interesting. I don't know so what I, that means exactly yet, but. So Southern Hobbies main. So they have five locations New York, Chicago, Reno. Nashville's the hub, though. Nashville, and there's one other. I think it's St. Louis. That's where I got my start. Um, I Southern Hobby, to me, has they were awesome to me. Super instrumental. Um, I did talk to some some higher-ups yesterday, and uh, just because I've stayed in touch with those guys through my distributor accounts. So they said nothing is changing on the day-to-day for them. And they don't expect any changes at all this calendar year. So that's a good thing. Um yeah, what does it mean for the future? What does it mean for their distribution? Do they hold back more product? I have no idea. It'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, Panini's already come out and said they have no plans of cutting out distribu- distributors because there's just so much infrastructure involved. So I don't know how much of an impact this really has with the end user. In terms of the Southern Hobby guys, like I know Chris Chris over the, Chris over and Brad are the two guys, the two owners. I think there's four owners total. Um, yeah, Chris, Jim, Bob, Chris, Brad. Yeah, Austin is their last name, right? Yeah, all but Brad Wagner. Yeah, Brad. Chris and Brad, I've known. I mean, from day one, they were just super, super good to me. I mean, they, yeah, I have nothing negative to say about them. They were always great to me. Um, I don't think they make this deal. And they're all staying on, too. They're staying in their positions, right, as CEO and president of something. Yeah, everybody's staying in their positions, yeah. it looks like, as of now. Cool. Yeah, so I, big, huge acquisition. I don't know how, I don't know when the end user sees any change of that, though. So, But good for them. I'm glad they got paid. They must have... I didn't get a number. Is there a number in that press release? As far as uh, value-wise? Yeah. Um, it's got to be in the hundred. It has to be in the hundreds of millions. Has to be. Yeah, it doesn't have a number. It just says that okay. uh, the Southern, Ho- Southern Hobby acquisition is the 14th completed during the past seven years for this company. And it's bringing their value up to nearly a billion dollars. So. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what's worth more, Southern Hobby or Beckett. I I, I would love to know a number on that. I'm gonna I'm actually gonna I'm just gonna text him and ask him. Hey, just out of curiosity. But I, I think that's an awesome. Good for them. Yep. Other car, other point was um so Cardporn put out this uh I guess it was a post maybe a week ago or a few days ago about the heritage auction posting a LeBron James that looks like it oh, may yeah. have been trimmed. Right, it had so, gotten re-slabbed, it was trimmed. But they pulled the auction, right? They pulled the auction, but they so they sent it to PSA to double check because PSA should be able to say PSA can't confirm if it was trimmed or not. They basically said if it was trimmed, it's probably one of the best jobs anybody's ever done in trimming it. They can't prove that it was trimmed. It's within the correct size of a card. It doesn't look like it was trimmed. However, to the naked eye, people are saying, yeah, that was a trimmed card. I assume this is a one one, one of one, not like it could be like a duplicate card out there. No, it's not a one-on-one, but it's serial numbered. Like, Oh, it is a serial number. Like card. 10 okay. of 20, whatever it was. Yeah. Okay. So then, so that's how you, it's the same one. So, so it begs the question, why can I tell with my naked eye that maybe it was trimmed and they can't. And is some of that mirror? I, I mean, is some of that just because you're looking at pictures? I mean, things can look different. I look like I'm five, eight in pictures and I'm not. So. <laughs> you're, you're so close to it though. They pulled the auction though. I don't know. I don't, you know. And bottom line is, it's a weird, it's a weird situation to be in because PSA couldn't say for sure it was trimmed, but everybody says, well, I look at it and it looks different. So and maybe it is. I don't either way, I actually like the fact that they pulled the auction. So I think it's better safe than sorry, and they did the right thing there. I'll um, give you 50 bucks right now. 
Last thing I have is just uh, an interesting thing about NFTs that Gary Vee put out today. It was a tweet. Let me check out. Hang on. Let me check out. You can do this. one. It was talking about supply and demand. And here's the thing. I assume Gary's. I'm going to say here's the thing from now on. Apparently, I I'll can't say this is the thing. It's I'll say this. Here's the thing, then. That's fine. Gary that Vee um, posted this. And I know that he's a big NFT guy. We all know because okay. he's put out his own NFTs. He has a lizards on napkins or whatever. Right. I'm Got confused it. to the point he's trying to make here. It says demand on NFT. So he's, he's making a, a big point of supply and demand. Sure. Demand on NFT collection is relatively small for now. Supply is about to be insane. Every day I hear about 10 new projects that are launching in a day or a week. This needs to be understood, Hart. Okay, my understanding then is that demand's really low and there's a huge supply. That doesn't seem like a good thing. Like, so I'm confused as to what he's trying to get across here. Um, I just wanted to point that out because anybody else in the NFT space would probably say like, uh, this isn't necessarily the time to be getting into them, but we should put on an NFT of this show. Somebody, some idiot would overpay for that. <laughs> Don't just call fun. It. it would be a fan. Why are you calling our fans? Idiots? I'm kidding. Um, speaking of Gary V, we're actually set up next to him. I just found out at national. I think he's up him and it's him and the card, whatever the card guys are, uh, the podcast. You know what? I actually listen to some of the, I don't mind them anymore. I really, they annoyed me at first. I, I, I've kind of grown. I, I don't mind. I'll actually listen now and again. Um, Can we talk about one thing on the air? Cause I wanted to talk about this. I am a little concerned that you have been listening to too many other card podcasts. I'm concerned you want to imitate them. Is that a concern? <laughs> Is that a real concern? No. Are you out okay. of your head? Do you want me to insult you some more on air? You've been talking so much about all these other cards and you started to actually say, oh, I like this and I like that, which, you know what, as a, from a normal person, I'd say, oh, okay, this is a guy that likes it. From coming from you, it's concerning. Like, oh, are we trying, are you trying to imitate these guys? Because I don't want to do that. Give me some card podcasts and I'll, I'll trash them right now. (laughs) No, I, (laughs) I don't want to imitate anybody. I don't think there's anybody entertaining in the space. I've said that many times. Um. No, I just, they had a thing the other day with like a breakdown of some cards. I was like, oh, I actually found that interesting. Sometimes I find them interesting, you know? That's fair. There's nothing wrong to say there's other good content out there. And I listen to Card Ladder, guys, because I like Chris and, uh, actually, I don't like his partner. (laughs) I'm supposed to. I don't don't know him that well. He insulted me once and I have a- He never Yes, he did. He insulted us on the podcast months ago. And I'm childish. I haven't forgiven him. Um, I like Chris, though. Chris is- yeah, Chris is one of the few voices in the hobby I actually listen to, like analytically, like, okay, what is it? This guy's going to see trends long before I am. Chris, let, here's your comparison. Chris is the Michael Brewery or Blue, what's it? Blurry, Blurry, Brewery. Mike, Michael Brewery? The guy with the lazy eye. You know what I'm talking about? The investor. Oh, oh, from the big short and all that stuff. That okay. is him. And I am like the Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I'm just smart <laughs> enough to know I'm not smart as this guy, so just follow what he does. That's that's, so I, that's why I listen to those guys. Please don't compare people's personal defects. It's not a Phys- personal Phys- defect. I, the guy's a genius. That's okay. No, no, no. I'm just saying good. in an intelligence, Chris has two fully functioning working eyes. Advantage, Chris. Oh, my God. Stop. We are at booth. We are at booth four. What was I imitating on that podcast? Uh, Shut it. Uh, we will be at booths 401 and 403 at the National. Gary will be at 405, 407. And also, I got a call today from the producer of HBO Real Sports. They are coming by Thursday at 10 o'clock. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't, don't know if tell we have, everybody because then everybody's going to crowd around. 
Yeah, that's uh, what you're there for. Crowd control. Clean no, house. No, I, I plan on being in at least at least in the B roll, if not in the interview. I plan on being in the C roll, A roll, whatever other roles there are. Let's go. What anything else? Uh, that is straight facts only. You're doing great. I can't say that enough. Memorabil you know what? Collector's Corner. I we didn't do it this week and I wanted I'm doing something for the collectors every do week. Do it. Because I do think that is it needs to happen. I'm trying to put that spin when we even talk about values. Uh, memorabilia. We get a lot of questions. Hey, how do you feel about memorabilia? We don't have all the videos out anymore like we used to. Although, uh, Corey, if you're listening, I would like the YouTube of the AJ Dillon interview on YouTube, please. I think that's good enough to make it. So, Ronick, can we make that happen? On air. Ronick, wh what are your thoughts? Uh, I can check. It's not happening. Oh I tell you, Ronick. <laughs> I tell you, it's Ronick. It, Ronick, underwhelming response there. Sir. I'm going to tell you, I'm I'm okay with I'm I'm with Ronick. It was it was good. I don't know if it's like YouTube. You know they're going to listen to this after. I'd, maybe we could save your enthusiasm for I'm them. Just say it was great. <laughs> I didn't say no, by the way. I said I would check. Ronick, stop it. <laughs> yes. Is there a feud here? Okay, so I I love memorabilia. I like them to be somewhat unique, like. Autographed baseballs, for example, to me, there's just a million of them. I don't care as much, right? If you're going to chase like a Ruth or something crazy, awesome. Good good for you. But in terms of other things, I like them to be at least a little bit unique. So the stuff I've got on my wall uh, and behind me, like I've got uh, two items signed by Bird and Magic Johnson. Not that that's the most unique thing, but the two of them together. I, I like that. The Griffey bat I have is inscribed with his career amount of home runs. It's just, it's it's a little bit different, but I really like that. The Brady helmet's on the old throwback uh, Pat the Patriot helmet. I just like things that are a little bit different. Um, but one of my main chases at the National, and I, I would love to find it. I have no clue if I will. I want a really nice framed photo that's autographed by Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt didn't sign a whole lot. Wilt and Bill together, to me, that's an awesome picture. So I love memorabilia. And memorabilia, although it hasn't had the, the same spike as cards, has been, again, for all-time greats, very steady, steadily holding and increasing in value. So I'll I like say, it. did you see the uh, Ty Cobb dentures that are going up for auction? Right. Like, when we're, when we're talking about unique memorabilia, what? that's it, baby. I think, I think and it's on, it's on golden. I also want a Jackie Robinson auto. But I, I would take that as a card, but that's fine. I will say for my memorabilia, it has God, to be really unique. I've said it so many times. You got in my head. You got in my head. And now it's I can't tough. stop. It's getting tough. All right. Uh, last few things to run down really, really quick. Um, oh, I got to give a shout out to Mike Tucker. Mike Tucker is a buddy of ours here in Hendersonville. What's his son's name? I always forget the kid's name. James. James. It's James. You You're related to them? Well, I mean, my brother's his brother-in-law. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> he just got his first card back from SGC. And James is like, he's a teenager. He's a young kid. He's not. Not old. What is he, 13, 15, whatever? He just um, started driving, so he's 16. Okay, take it easy. Now you know what you I mean about the kid. <laughs> he, he said, exciting news. We got our first cards back from SGC. Came back at 10. He's stoked. Next generation collector. I, I know most people don't care about that. I think that is awesome. When I hear like young, I just think it's awesome when young dudes get into the hobby and are actually like genuinely excited about stuff. So I, think, I thought that was awesome. Very cool to see. Uh, last quick, I have five things to run through very, very quickly. If you sell, things. hit it. Go. Stop talking. I can do it. Hit the post. Uh, if you sell on eBay, do not end your auctions next Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Don't end auctions during the National Card Show. It is a brutal time to do it. So avoid that at all times. Saw a really interesting picture of the National from their uh, committee or whatever, their team. They basically put out a poll when you purchased your passes in advance for the show. 
it was like 46% were going for their first time ever. Good sign for the hobby, ton of new blood. Uh, if you haven't checked out our new YouTube series, it's me going off once a week. It's called Angry and Short. It's on the Sports Cards Nonsense YouTube. That's just our channel. It's just me getting a little bit angrier than I get on the podcast. Check it out. And a cool, another another nice LeBron sale. LeBron 2003 Topps Chrome Refractor closed at 80,000. PSA 10 closed at 80,000 like two days ago. That's up like five to 7,000 over the past few. We saw his base stuff start rising. All of a sudden, his refractors are getting a little play. A black PSA 10 just sold at Golden for a ton of money. Uh, interesting that LeBron stuff's kind of started to climb again. So if you're into LeBron like I am, you bought it with the intent of sometime flipping it. You may start to get to that number where you're back in the black and it's time to sell. So our awkward cut over to Corey Dillon because the rest of the show is done. Uh, here, not Corey Dillon. Corey Dillon's the Patriots running back. No, this is Corey's. Says, hey, this is AJ the Sauce Dillon. We'll hit the interview and we'll close up the show. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. Cold slurpy drinks and a hot summer day are a match made in heaven and your favorite refreshment just got even better. Let's talk about 7-Eleven's $1 small slurpy drink with seven rewards. It's the classic frozen fizzy treat you can't get anywhere else. I'm a blue raspberry guy. Just know that about me. Know that about me going forward. Anytime there's a drink like this, I'm in on the blue raspberry. If you're feeling thirsty, feeling thirsty right now, how about going to visit a 7-Eleven valid through 1725? 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early, plus tax, participating U.S. stores, see app for full terms, all rights reserved. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, so here for the guest we teased earlier, AJ the Sauce Dylan. That's not your actual middle name, I can't imagine. <laughs> What's the sauce talk? What, what is this about? Hey, man, so when I was at BC, uh, it's a funny story. I was in my, my freshman year uh, dorm. Most kids, when they get to college, they have uh, like a six-pack of Gatorade or a vault of ramen noodles underneath their bed stashed away. My mom left me with like the big gallon jars of Mott's applesauce. And so I would walk around the dorm just like chugging and drinking. I saw uh, this on your Twitter, like in your locker yeah. in Green Base. So this is a yeah. college thing. At BC, it became a thing. People used to throw uh, applesauce down on the field. I'd always see me with applesauce. We had college game day against Clemson uh, my sophomore year. And people had the salt like me and like applesauce in my hand. So, you know, it's been a long time coming. We didn't have NLI when I was in college. So. 
you know, me and Mott's finally struck a deal. And now I'm officially nice. the- now you get paid to eat the sauce. I like that. Hey, what's the story? So Boston to Wisconsin, man, you just like the snow or what's the deal here? Yeah. I mean, well, I got no, I, I had no uh, saying where I got drafted, but you know, I, you know, I stay out here pretty much all year long. Uh, I've actually really grown to love Green Bay, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm from the, from the cold. Where are you from? Uh, I grew up in Connecticut. Uh, I did my high school. I went to Lawrence Academy. So I did prep school uh, right outside of Boston. Then I went to BC for two and a half years. So I'm used to it. I claim Boston, um, even though some of the, you know, I see, I see that up there. I'm not a Red Sox fan. Though. Yeah, trust me. I knew you, you said you're from Connecticut. I almost cut the interview for being honest. But no, that's fine. No, it's hey, we wanted to get you on, man. So I, I actually love what you're doing. And you're a young dude. AJ, forgive. You can tell we don't do any show prep. 22, 23. I know you're young. Yeah, I just, I just turned 23 May 2nd. Man, I, I love to see an athlete finally getting involved in the sports card space. I mean, let's be frank, dude. There are so many of us who have made a ton of money doing this off of what you guys do on the field. I love that somebody has finally embraced it. So just kind of quick, like what got you into the hobby? What's your, what's kind of like your backstory there? Yeah. Um, so obviously I signed the card like last year, my rookie year, I was signing cards for Panini, all that, but I didn't really think too much of it. I was like, all right, like somebody's going to go get this card. Um, you know, I used to collect Pokemon cards as a kid and things like that. And I had some football, some baseball. Um, and then over the, uh, over the off season, I was in California training and I got, I kept getting tagged. Somebody had pulled a really fire card at me. And uh, somebody was breaking and it was a uh, rated rips on their live stream and got tagged. And I was like, I popped in, I watched it for a little bit. I was like, ah, all right. And then I came in the next day and I was like, all right, let me, let me buy a, let me buy into this break. And I came in the next day and the next day. And then pretty soon I was like, well, I want to get into this. I want to start doing it. And so I started with auctions. And then um, now, I mean, I'm lucky enough to, uh, you know, be part- been partnered up with Luke. Um, which is an app we got going, uh, Loot Sports Cards. And so on there, I have the platform. They give me a platform. I call it Dylan's Deals. I use my logo. And I stream, last night I streamed for six hours um, uh, on, the, on a Wednesday night, streamed for six hours, completely sold out. You can see behind me all those sticky notes, our orders, stuff going out. These are all the boxes. Ripped through a case of National Treasures, ripped through a case of Prism Megas, case of brand, brand new Don Russ Elite. And, uh, you know, it's just a great community. Um, like I can sit on there. Sometimes I'm taking shots with people while we're breaking, um, virtual shots. Well, they're real shots for me, but they say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. Loop's not listening. We're fine. You can say whatever you want here. Don't worry about that. (laughs) But yeah, it's just a great space to be in. Nice. Yeah, no, I agree. And like I said, I just think it's a wicked smart business decision. I mean, I don't know. I don't understand why more athletes have not taken advantage of it. So I did hear one thing. I'm pretty sure. Well, you never heard of me, but I'm pretty sure you stole this from me. I was a pretty big breaker for years. Everybody's first big hit in the room. I would sign the top loader. I'd load up the card and sign my autograph. Yeah, it's pretty sought after. You're a little young. Don't worry about that. But I heard you you autograph your stuff if you pull it for somebody. Is that true? So so when I stream on the loop app, I uh the first or any AJ Dillon card pulled, I'll sign it. And nice. so I like you know, that. that's kind of like a chaser. It's a little extra. So yeah, when I'm on loop, any AJ Dillon card that gets pulled, will get an auto out of me and I'll send it back. Sometimes like if somebody's buying a lot of product um, and they didn't get that AJ, I'll sign the box. So I got a couple, uh, got a couple boxes here. Signed nice. some people and stuff. And I did a little mystery box yesterday on loop. I did a, you know, I, I had my combine gear that I autographed. I had some signed game worn cleats. And you use the word community. I mean, that's how, that's how these things work, right? It has to be. 
I am curious, AJ. So I know that Mike has kind of alluded to like new guys getting to the card space, but like as far as other professional athletes, do you know anybody else who like does collect anybody who's like into it and probably not as deep as you, but uh, just curious. Yeah, I mean, I know there's a couple other guys um, that do collect cards. Um, I know there's guys who like have taken pictures with cards. I, I don't know. I mean, like if you came down here to where I'm at, like I have stuff all over. I have like that rack was filled with cards. Like I'm like deep into it. Uh, obviously season coming up, I'm going to have to dial it back a little bit, but I mean, I do my own shipping, my own breaks. I got the scale for the packages, the label printer below me. That's legit. Yeah. Like you said, community, we always got those same people in there on loop. I got a salad, couple guys that are always going to be there and, you know, have a good time and keep the chat fun. So. Nice. And so let me ask you, like, so personally for your collection, what what do you, what do you chase? I know like Giannis, we always see the pictures of Giannis with all his one-on-ones. Is there just a, a whole Dylan one-on-one stack in there? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I see a lot of people and they, they post these pictures that they collect their own things, four or five cards. I have 33 of my one-on-ones. Nice. Oh, wow. 33 of my one-on-ones and these are all rookie one-on-ones, obviously. Now, are you going out to like eBay and buying them up? Yeah, so I mean, it's a little bit of it's a little bit of everything. Uh, you know, some from breakers. I get tagged. I have a separate Instagram, part of my own Instagram, which I, is specifically for cards named Dylan's Deals. And so it's a lot easier. I read all those DMs, so it's way easier for me to contact people. Um, but some people we work out deals through Instagram. Some people it's through eBay, whatever. Um, but I, I mean, I got probably fifteen one ones here, and the other eighteen that would or no. Yeah, 18 are down at PSA right now getting graded. So Probably finish the season before you see those again. Uh, ah, yeah. <laughs> It might be expedited. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. Hey, so let me ask you this. Aside from your own stuff, anything else you, you collect or chase? Are you pretty – for your PC? It's more so like if it comes to me or it's a good deal. Um, okay. If I'm really going to go out of my way to chase something down, I'm going to buy myself, buy those one-on-ones, not anything else really. I did just get some of my uh, – teammates card i got a downtown aaron jones and i got this Devonte adams rookie booklet Devontae's a, a bad dude yeah, he's a bad man the best receiver i hate complimenting packers but Devontae's <laughs> pretty good that's what happens when you're the best receiver in the league you, you get them compliments man uh, aside from singles i know you have like i've seen like some instagram some tiktok a ton of wax you hold any wax back for yourself yeah i have a i have a stash i have a couple cases of stuff just just sitting um you know like we got the big name quarterbacks a bunch of great skill position guys and receivers and all over in the 2020 class so you know I, you, you see how that uh 2017 Patrick Mahomes stuff is going oh my goodness I think it's definitely I definitely hold on to a couple boxes and you know see what happens yeah so me and Jesse had fun the other day talking about 2017. I was allocated four cases of NT at cost, so it was fifteen forty-four a case, and six cases of Prism, which we had to lose money on because twenty seventeen was terrible and the hobby was horrendous at the time. So a couple million dollars on the table now, no big deal. <laughs> Anyways, no yeah. big deal. I mean, uh, if you want to give me some NT for fifteen uh, forty-four, <laughs> yeah. back the good old days, man. But yeah, I, I think twenty twenty is is probably the best investment of any of any product recently. It's so cheap compared to the other years you mentioned. It's crazy. So. Any other sports? You stick to football mainly? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I got, like, obviously I got boxes and boxes of stuff. I, I don't think you can see them, but uh, just the stuff I have sleeved up. 
just kind of nothing crazy, but I have a bunch of basketball, but not, nobody really specific, just kind of rookies and things. Like, we'll see uh, how they pan out. But I got a good amount. And then I got a, a big Jordan Love collection. That's my guy. You know, we train together athletes first. And um, so I, I always tease it on loop. There's a – I had – so Justin Herbert's one of my friends. And so I'm not selling these anytime soon or anything like that, but I had him sign a bunch of his cards. So I have – like 50 Justin Herbert autos down at PS. <laughs> is he sending us each one of those? Or is it, is I think it one? that's what I'm he not said. sure. Yeah, he, well, he's grabbing the cards. I'm not sure what the deal is. If we're getting one individually or one as a show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. what I forgot what AJ said. I think he said both of us get one. I think we both get one. <laughs> yep. So we got the oh, dual wow. auto there, Love and Herbert. Yeah. So I got to get uh, Jay Love to go ahead and sign that. But uh, sign, sign that bad boy 101 on there. So just so I'm clear, are you stacking up on Jordan Love because he's starting the season, or are you breaking news here with us? Up on stacking up on everybody. Uh, I can't buy a rookie A Rod because uh, those cut, those are out of my tax bracket to buy right now. Seriously, <laughs> but if, I, man. if I could stock up on some rookie Aaron Rodgers, trust me, I would. But I don't feel like spending thirty thousand on a car right now. It's not much. Yeah, not not the yeah. I, I don't blame you. So we got a lot of new guys. A big thing on the show is like we got a lot of new people, new blood in, entering the space. And a big question that keeps coming up is like breaking. How do I get into breaking? And you obviously, you know, Mike's a big breaker. That's kind of one of his claims to fame. You obviously have some real major experience. Where do you get your wax? Like how did, how have you gotten to the point where you can break successfully, continually with new product? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm still pretty new. I mean, I, I've done for i think this was my fourth or fifth ever break um but i oh, just norm okay. I normally do it like a, a, at a big amount you know like i completely sold out and i had four different cases of product and then like five or six boxes of this or that stream for six hours and sold it all um i get my product i got a guy who uh you know gets it to me close to amount. like I, I can make a good margin but you know, I'm always like, I'm always looking at, I mean, I tried to reach out to Panini. I was like, Hey, I signed your cards. Maybe, I, uh, you know, that distributor rate don't work. Like even if you're the, even if you play, or even if you sign the cards, don't work like that. But, you know, I mean, it's a big credit to, you know, loop. Um, you know, I think they saw me on Instagram and TikTok kind of doing things in the card space and they were up and coming and, you know, they gave me the platform and there's always, there's always going to be somebody on there looking to either watch or chat or buy in the, you know, the breaks. So, you know, I got the same couple guys and then every single time I get on, it's a new buyer. I had a new buyer on there last night. I just made a TikTok about it right now, right before this new buyer, first time buyer bought in an Illuminance pack, one on one, Justin, or one on one Joe Burrow, first time ever buying into the break on the, wow, crazy. You got to tell him to retire, dude. You come on ahead on the breaking game, just tell him to walk. Go to the casino right now. Like, you're, you're, <laughs> Cash in and get out. So obviously the breaking will slow down during the season. I mean, time-wise, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, I got to focus on the main thing. The main thing still is the main thing. But, you know, I ho I'm hoping to, you know, still get a time or probably won't be doing six-hour streams. But, you know, if we have a bye week or uh, we have an off day, you know, get in there like midday. Maybe, and, and it's more than just breaking cards, you know, we can get on there and loop and, you know, just chat it up, chat it up with the guys on there. And like, it's awesome. So, I mean, as for me, like, I know a lot of people are trying to get in the break and people DM me all the time. Um, yeah. Really lucky to, you know, to be on loop. Like it's a 
easy community. I can list all my stuff, all my prices. People just buy into Apple Pay or Google Pay um, versus, you know, trying to do it on Instagram and you got to chase down people for Venmo. And it's so funny hearing you describe it because it's exactly like what I hear Mike talking about. And yet you're like a professional athlete. Mike, (laughs) it's as if you're equal with professional athletes, which that doesn't make sense. That can't well, be right. You, have, you, haven't so, seen my, you haven't seen my salary, Jesse. Take yeah. it easy. He's, second contract, AJ's going to get there. But AJ's right. Dude, like the breaking's awesome. You go in there and hang out, you rip cards. But then it's like us. We were a big baseball room. So we do 12 cases of Bowman in a day. It's like, all right, so now we have nine hours of sorting, you know, 1,300 packages of ship out. That's when it just gets brutal. But the breaking of the community side, I think is awesome. So, uh, yeah. That's awesome to hear. So last question. Are you into like the buy, like the buying to flip sort of, you know, a lot of guys now too try to support the hobby with flipping. Where are you at on that? Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing that I like, you know, I'm kind of struggling with it. I'm really not in it to, to buy and flip. I mean, I'd be lying if I said my margins are like astronomical. Um, It's really not. I know I'm sure probably everybody says this, but it's really not the whole card thing really hasn't been about the money for me. Um, the main thing is still football, you know, and things like that. And, you know, I'm diversified and a bunch of other things, but, you know, I've been doing, like, I wanted to chase down my one-on-one. So I've been spending, I have 33 of them that didn't just happen to appear. Uh, I do the, do the loop thing. And then I go on my Dylan's deals. I ask people what they want. So I put that money right back in the new, new uh, things of cards. Um, I'm not breaking every night. It might be like two times a month in the off season. So it's more so just to, you know, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy ripping cards. I enjoy answering people's questions. And yeah, like you said, like all the, the whole process, like it's not like I don't have a team here. I'm doing it out of my basement. I'm, I'm the same. I'm putting the cards into the sleeves, into the top loaders, into the whatever, into the packaging, bringing them to UPS. Like I show up at USPS with a duffel bag filled to other people's packages and stand in line just like everybody else. So. No, like special NFL treatment, but I love. Are you that. wearing your jersey at the post office, dude? I'd go in there in full Green Bay attire. Are you kidding me, dude? I would be in there dressed. I I would have my name tag and my whole uniform on. Go right to the front. I know some people who own season tickets in Wisconsin. They're nuts. You could cut those people in line. They'd thank you for it. <laughs> Waiting in line. Holy smokes! Well, hey, I told you it wouldn't keep you too long, man. We appre- I know you're busy. We really appreciate the time. Uh, like I said earlier, man, AJ jumped on. Like we got a call like ten minutes ago, so. We thought you were important enough. We pushed our whole schedule. We, we tossed Bill Simmons out of the way for you. So yeah, <laughs> kind of a big deal. I appreciate it. I got I to get some uh, notes from Mike over here. It looks like he's got things running smoothly. Yeah. Hey. Oh, man, I got stuck with way too many Series 1. Oh. That, uh, bro, I got a box of Series 1 and all this, like, 1993 junk that I thought was going to be sick, and now I can't even get rid of it. So. <laughs> hey, listen, when the offseason comes... You need to just let me know. I'm happy to help. I got you. <laughs> no, I appreciate the time, man. AJ, Dylan, make sure you check them out on loop. Any idea, by the way, the next time you're actually on their break and you have a date set yet or no? Yeah, no date set. We start up can next week, but uh, okay. I'm going to get on uh, before the season starts. So sometime kind of in the preseason, I'm going to get on for sure. Check it out. Dylan's deals. Dylan's deals on Instagram. Anything else you want to plug? TikTok. I know you're on TikTok. I saw you on there dancing a little bit. I tried it. I got a bunch of uh, card content going out there, obviously, like all my main socials, but this is about cards. So make sure you download the Loop app. Go ahead and check, check out that Loop app. There's uh, oh, honestly always breakers at any time of the night. Going to get great product all over the place. I think I'm the only guy that's solely football. Um, and then at this point, 
And then uh, go ahead and uh, check out Dylan's deals on Instagram. Like if you have any of those one-on-ones, go ahead and you know who's going to buy them. Man, here go, there goes your leverage, by the way. You didn't teach a lot of business, business in BC, man. Yeah. You just, you yeah. gotta, now you just upcharge everything. This is perfect. I'm right here. <laughs> I'm going to start buying one-on-ones and flipping them to you now. Yeah. <laughs> well, good deal. Thanks for the time, Thanks, man. AJ. Have a good day, buddy. You as well. All right, guys. So there you go. That was AJ Dillon. Now we know why he calls himself the sauce. I like that. So just a quick recap. I mean, I think it's pretty clear from today. Giannis is the greatest basketball player the NBA has ever seen. Michael Jordan might be number two. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, SGC, still the option to go. Uh, and there you go. I like to see, I do. I like to see athletes like him getting in the mix. I think it's, it's just a smart business decision. Look at their returns on wax. Like it just, it makes sense financially. So cool to have him jump on. Uh, I'm pretty excited. Like I said earlier, I actually get to jump on with Simmons on his podcast this afternoon. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Uh, there was a pretty big debate. I don't know if you saw the poll, bigger audience, us or Bill. Uh, no, I don't think there's any debate. I think it's KG obvious. Mafia is strong. Oh, man. The fact that Bill didn't specifically ask for me to also be on the podcast is weird. It doesn't really make sense that he asked you and not me. So maybe it's because your picture's been fuzzy most of the time here. Maybe that's what threw him off. The people you can't see know. it. It doesn't matter. So there you go. There's our podcast brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. We will be on next week. A little bit of a switch up. We'll be back on Monday like normal, but Friday. Not Thursday. We'll be on next Monday and next Friday. Friday's show will be live from Chicago at the Nationals. So make sure you check us out then. Anything else I'm, I'm forgetting? Oh, wise one. Actual official merch is now available on the Ringers merchandise shop. Check it out. Uh, other than that, all social media. Just like and follow. Even if you're not on there, just do it. We appreciate it. There you go. Just do it. Nike style. <laughs> New sponsor <laughs> for the show. Have a good day. See you guys. Bye.